Salutations! Yeah! And welcome to the 86th episode of the In The House podcast. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. Yep. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am perfectly adequate to be here tonight. Yeah, I'm fine. Perfectly adequate to be here tonight. Um... We're going to talk about a lot of good stuff. We don't have any guests tonight, so it's just Andy and I for, we're sorry. Uh, for episode 86. It's okay. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the new stadium. We're going to talk a little bit about some preseason games that mm-hmm. have taken place. We're going to ta- talk a little a little uh, membership details yep. for Scouse's House yep. itself. I've, yep. got, I've got a whole bunch of supporter-adjacent we, stuff we've to got discuss stuff. tonight. We've got stuff. So uh, let's dive straight in to talk about the, uh, the, the, two, the first two preseason games. Yep. Uh, and to talk about it, I'm going to need somebody to discuss it with. And I can think of no person better suited to that task than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live from Munchkinland in the very old yeah. land of Oz. Yep. Andy Frederick. Andy, <laughs> yeah. welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, man. Doing good? Yeah. I, uh, I think it's the first fictional location you've ever come from. I've always wanted to go there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've always wanted to come here. Did you um, join the Lollipop Guild? No. It's creepy to me. Okay. That's creepy to me. Okay. There's some stuff that they didn't show or cover in the movie Yeah, that would be disturbing to people. The book is disturbing. The book is very disturbing. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. No, Ian Baum was a crazy man. Whack job. Yeah, there's some, there's some nutso stuff in there, Frank. Whack job. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's beautiful. Okay. You have to watch out for houses. Sure. Witches and... Witches... But half of the witches are bad, half right. of them are fine. Witches seems like it would be a crazy environmental hazard. Like they don't care about anything. Yeah. They, even the good witch doesn't care. Yeah. Like, watch your bubble, bro. Yeah, she's chaotic good and Exa- that's still not great. It's still not it's awesome. It's still a little horrifying. It's still it, it, inconvenience at best. Yeah. I, I like to think of myself as a chaotic neutral. I can see that. Yeah. I can see chaotic neutral. And where do you fit into the spectrum? Um I feel like I'm lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Wow. That's very I feel like I'm lawful neutral, bordering on lawful evil. Okay, now we're talking. That's good stuff. I dip into lawful evil. Sure, I get that. I get that. All right, buddy. Uh, Loose City, man. We've started. We've started playing. Like the guys are back now yep. in Louisville yep. from the uh, from training camp down in IMG. We had the event on Monday to welcome them back at the airport. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't be there for that. Yeah, uh, the thing was, I was really pleased with the turnout. It was nowhere close to the turnout we had last year. Yeah. But I attribute that to a couple of things. First, it was during a work day. Yeah. I mean, and that's brutal. People aren't just taking off work no. to come visit, to say hi to people on their way back from the airport. And that's mm-hmm. really all this is. Yeah. And then also last year, besides being at a uh, non-work time, we also had, this was the first chance to see somebody who just won their second straight cup. Yeah. And so there's a little extra oomph a little to sun. that. A little, a little extra oomph. Yeah. But no, we still had uh, about 30 people show up, uh, and that was that was really nice. Uh, the guys all appreciated it. I got a very pleasant email from the fellas saying nice. that they appreciated it. And so uh, thank you to everybody who showed up for uh, to welcome the fellas home. Uh, they're back. They're in Louisville. They're about yeah. ready to go on to Utah. I believe yeah. they leave not tomorrow, but the next day. They leave for Utah for the Wasatch Cup. The game's on Saturday? Yeah, I think they play every other day for three straight days yeah. starting Saturday, I think. They, yeah. I think they play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, and then it's come Saturday home. Saturday at like a weird time. All of the games are at weird times. Uh, it's not ideal in terms of uh, viewership because I don't know what the deal is with uh, with uh, streaming for this. Like, it's ESPN+. Plus. If it is, then that's great. That's I what heard, I read. It's I heard ESPN rumors Plus. that some of them might not be. But I don't know that for a fact. That's not a front office rumor. That's Let a us watch our rumor. team! Yeah. God uh, damn it. And let me just tell you right now, we have no control over that. Zero. None. Oh, none no. whatsoever. Uh, Who do I and, need to talk to? And by we, I mean uh, myself included, because I am an employee of the front office. And uh, so anything that I say on this podcast should be remembered that today I'm only representing me and not mm-hmm. the front office, our partners, our sponsors, or affiliates. That was a good different way to put it. Thanks. Uh, thus far, you found different places to put that. Yeah. This is the first time I changed up the word verbiage a little. Yeah. 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 That was good. Well, it's been a while, man. We're, I, I feel so... Uh, my whole concept of time is weird during the off season. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm so used to just knowing we do a pod every week. That uh, every other week, and then twice now, we've gone three weeks. Yeah. 
it, it throws my entire world off kilter. So it's, it's nice dark to be outside. Here with you, yeah. It's cold. It is. It's wet. Constantly wet. God. It's like a it's like a public men's bathroom. That's weird. Yeah, it is. Colder than it should be, and yet still humid. <laughs> it's it's bad. Still humid. It's bad. It's not pleasant. <laughs> Everything's wet. Yeah, it's not a good place to be. No. That's the season we're in. Um, all right, but so the guys did, while they were in Florida, they did play two preseason games. Yep. Uh, the first preseason game played against D.C. United. Uh, D.C. United ran out a pretty good lineup. Uh, I looked at their lineup, and it wasn't their full-on likely opening day lineup. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was like nine starters started for them, and so they played the, they played the real guys. It was their third game, so it makes sense because their starters played essentially like seventy minutes of the game. Yeah. It was our first game of the season. Where do they fall in the MLS? Like where do they? This is not bad. Uh, to be fair, they're going through a transitional year this year uh, with Wayne Rooney leaving the okay. team. Uh, but I mean, they are typically a mid mid tier upper team. Okay. Think of them as the MLS version of Charleston. Okay. Perfectly respectable yeah, MLS absolutely. team. If they're playing well, then they're scary. And if they're playing badly, then they, you know, mm-hmm. you, just, you go in and hope for a win. Uh, they're not a bad team. And uh, they got us one nothing, one nothing. Uh, it sounded from the stream. So I'm following the stream the same way everybody else is. Yeah. And uh, it sounded from both of the streams, ours and theirs, that uh, it was a pretty well-played game. Uh, Coach Hackworth was really complimentary afterwards. We ran out what I think is probably a uh, probably a lineup that is representative of what we will the type of lineup we'll run out there. Okay. I believe our starting lineup for that game was uh, you had Hubbard and goal. Yeah. And then from left to right, it went Oscar, Tosh, Oxford, and uh, Watts. And then the midfielders were Del Piccolo and Williams with Rasmussen ahead of them. And then it was McCabe, Spencer, Ownby. Or it was McCabe, Spencer, Hopeno. Ownby came in late in that game. Okay. But uh, so depending on what you want to do with McCabe, Rasmussen, Ownby, Hopeno, some combination of those guys. Yeah. And so uh, that was pretty representative of the kind of lineup we played. They played the first half and then we basically did a full line change. Uh, there was no comment anywhere on there about any trialists that might have played. Um, but there was also an unusual number of players swapping mm-hmm. in and out. So there are people speculating about whether or not there might have been trialists. Yeah. Uh, there could have been. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But uh, so, you know, it's, it's nice that we ran out what is essentially two shifts. And the thing that I was most impressed by with our second shift in that game was I was like, that's a starting lineup. I really felt like if you told me that our starting lineup for the first game of the season was going to be Lunton goal, okay, Oscar or right. whoever might have replaced Oscar on the left back, and then uh, or I'm sorry, it was McMahon who started, not Watts. Okay, and so and then you tell me that it's going to be Swahi, McMahon, and Watts. All right, you tell me that Corbin Bone, Napo Matsozo. Uh, are going to play, be playing in the midfield. Yeah. Okay. You tell me that Ownby and uh, who was our striker in the second half? I can't remember. Oh, that's right. We found out officially. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't lead with this, man. It's, this is what throws us off. This is it. Cameron Lancaster's back. Cameron Lancaster. He of the world records, well, the league record setting golden boot yeah. is back in the mix. On loan from Nashville. Yeah. I saw somebody, it may have been USL memes, but I can't remember who it was, so I apologize for not giving credit where credit's due. Somebody had said, uh, posted a meme that just said, Lou City, and then the meme was a guy saying, getting the band back together. <laughs> we are getting the band yeah. back together. So, yeah. uh, I mean, the biggest complaint, I think, there were the only two complaints that people had about the squad last year, was that we had stretches where it was hard to find a goal. Uh, and that we were creating a lot of chances but not finishing a lot of chances. And then the second complaint was that we gave up transition goals. Yeah. We're always going to give up transition goals. I just want that to be like a thing that everybody's aware of. Yeah, that, just like, accept it. If you are out there saying, man, we got to cut that down, we're not going to. Mm-hmm. Like the style of soccer we play is designed for us to win games 5-3, to three, mm-hmm. not designed for us to win games 1-0. to nothing. Mm-hmm. 
And so uh, we're not going to shut those down. Now, we can be playing really great possession offense, and and our goalkeeper can play out of his mind for a game, or a center back has just a miraculous game, right. and you can shut guys out. Like, that's not, that can't happen. Right. But the style we play is going to give up goals. Yeah. Uh, but it should produce a lot, and Cameron Lancaster has proven yeah. he could produce some goals. Yeah. Uh, the big question with Cam is always health. Health. That one uh, leg. But if he is healthy, then he is dangerous. the most dangerous player yeah. the USL has ever seen. I mean, that's not an overstatement. Mm-hmm. He is literally the most dangerous player the USL has ever seen. I mean, is there going into the seat like, is there because when we, you know, when he was with Nashville last season, he played what, like 11? Yeah, games? I think he played something in like something that. along Because of injuries. Games. So, like, how's he looking? Like, have you talked to Hack about. I haven't asked Hack, or uh, frankly, with, they, with them being a training camp, like I don't just like text with Hack. Like that's not a thing. I did text him happy birthday, but uh, that was you know because it was his birthday last week. Aww. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't. I'm not impudent. I'm the community engagement guy. I'm not the Evan gets answers about formations guy. So I don't bug him about actual you know in game stuff. I bug Mario, who's in the office. Yeah. Uh, but Mario has been so busy with all the youth stuff that he didn't go down to IMG with the really? team. Yeah, he's, wow. uh, he's been very busy working with the uh, youth team. We'll get to that here in a minute. Yeah. But uh, and so he doesn't have any answers for me either. So that's I'm, I'm kind of at a dead end in terms of my my sources. Okay. Um, that being said, I saw him today. Mm-hmm. He's not like limping, limping no. on crutches <laughs> no. or no. So uh, you know, my my inclination is, and also he played forty five minutes for us in a game a couple of days ago. So you know, he's he should be healthy as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And also, you don't make a loan deal for a player that is injured without knowing they're injured. Right. And I think we would have in some way indicated that there had been an injury. Yeah. And we didn't, so to me that means should be healthy. All right, well, stay that way, bud. Yeah. Uh, obviously didn't get the game we wanted for the one nothing loss, but again, our first game, their third game, it's an MLS team, and, uh, you know, you, you deal with that. Our starters held their starters scoreless, and that's a nice, that's yeah. a nice sign, and also created a number of chances. Yeah. Hubbard with the big penalty kick save. Did you finally see the uh, – Yeah. You saw the footage that of that? was incredible. Very nice save. Oh, Hubbard, man. Diesel's <laughs> working for it. Yeah. That, to me, is still the uh, – well, central midfield and goalkeeper are the two big question marks to me in terms of keeper. Uh, Lunt and uh, Hubbard are going to have a battle on their hands to see who's the starter. They're both quality guys. Hubbard got the hot hand after Lunt got hurt. Yep. But, I mean, let's not forget, Lunt won that job. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, you gotta ask yourself who's gonna win the job coming out of spring. I mean, out of uh, yeah, spring, and I'm not sure we'll have a full answer. This may be a play the hot hand kind of a team, you know. So we'll find out. Uh, second half didn't go quite as well. Obviously, gave up the goal, and uh, you deal with that. And Hack was pretty complimentary and said what we would expect that uh, there's some rust to be shaken off, but that he was pleased with the effort and he was pleased yeah. with the shape, and that's that's a good sign. Yeah. Second game. You play Nashville. Nashville, we expect, we don't know, we expect to be a very bad MLS team. Yeah. We expect them to be. That doesn't mean they will be. They could show up and be way better than anybody expected. But the expectation is that they will not be good. So uh, taking a 4-1 to loss in that game, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. I saw somebody online compare it to the North Carolina game. Uh, that we lost 4-1 at the beginning yeah. of last year. And uh, I, I obviously nobody got to watch it, and so it's hard to say. But with Hack's comments being that everything was good except our transition from offense to defense, that to me indicates that that's probably the case. Yeah. And also they got two goals late. They got two goals yeah. early and two goals yeah. late, which to me means that we were pushing forward hard trying to get equalizers. One thing I truly like about Coach Hackworth and about this staff is that they don't take consolation in the score. Like, if we had lost that game 2-1, I think he would have been just as pissed as losing 4-1. Yeah. He doesn't care. Once you've lost, you've lost. Yeah. And the reason why sometimes losses turn into blowout losses is because you are pushing hard to get that equalizer and try to win. I would rather have a coach who's out there trying to win us games or trying to eke out a draw where you should take a loss, and then you 
end up giving up some extra goals because everybody's pushed forward. I can live with that. Yeah. And so that's my expectation of how this went, just based on the timing of the goals mm-hmm. and also the comments of Hack after the game. Seem fair. Did Oxford play? Yes. Yes? I don't know. Honest to God, I was super busy. It was tour day for yeah. me on Sundays. Yeah. And so I was insanely busy and I didn't get to follow the uh, I didn't get to follow the Twitter of it as much as I did the first yeah. game. So I mean I went back and caught the caught the Twitter highlights, but right. that was it. So I don't know you if know, Oxford played or not. These preseason games. Yeah, obviously I would like like thirty thousand foot view. Yeah, please win. Yeah, go yeah, win. Yeah, go win. But nothing about these losses upsets me. No, nor nor just at all. Yeah. It's like what's preseason. There's still A, like you said, still some rust to be kicked off. Sure. B, you're trying stuff. Yeah. Like Coach Hack has a very distinct style yes. that he wants us to play. He's never made any kind of bones about it. He's been very frank, like and like you said. It's a style that lends itself to kind of giving up some goals. Yeah. Right? But you're still, even within that, you're going to try stuff. Try this person here. Try this person here. Sure. You're getting a feel for your, your team. Like, yeah, dude, go experiment. We got to see that Napo Matsoso played some at the six, which is not something he did no. in the end last year. And uh, so maybe that's going to be awesome. Or maybe we never see that ever again. Maybe they hated it. Yeah. But And the same holds true for basically everything. We don't know anything about how it no. actually looked. Now's the time to do that stuff. It absolutely is. Uh, the thing that I'll be the most curious about is, I think the only preseason game I will take any true salt from mm-hmm. is the uh, rematch. Yeah. The Monarchs game. That's the only one anybody's going to really care about, I think. I mean... Yeah, the Real Salt Lake game will be more interesting to yeah. me just because you know we're going to go in there wanting to win. Not just going in there wanting to learn about our team and figure out what the no, rotation no, is. You have to expect that we they're going to show up this. trying to win. And so it'll be an interesting one to me. Yeah. It'll be an interesting one to me. That one I might take true notes on. But the rest of the games, to me, we don't know if we score a bunch of goals because the other team is doing something weird that they've never done before. Yeah. And you don't know if you've given up a bunch of goals if it's because we're doing something weird that we've never done before. No. And especially if you don't get to watch it. No, yeah. So. It does make me feel good, though, when I get on Twitter. Because, again, I lurk on Twitter. I've maybe posted three times. Yeah, you've got very few. Maybe. Yeah. But I lurk on Twitter. Sure. And you see people, even about these games, you know... Going back and forth. What went wrong? I hope this doesn't mean this. I hope it doesn't mean this for the season. Yeah. And while I am of the mindset that these games don't really matter, it's still nice and to me to see that people still give a shit about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people get that excited about a preseason game. The fan base is like, no, yeah. all the time. <laughs> we must win. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got some new people in the front office. Uh, and we're really excited about them. There are some really mm-hmm. nice additions to what we can do and what we'll be able to do going forward. But uh, a couple of them have come to me and been like, man, it's the wild fucking West out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't come from inside of soccer, no matter how accomplished you are, and they all are, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how accomplished and successful you have been, like, we had Mitch on the podcast not yeah. that long ago, and he's been in professional sports his entire adult life. Yeah. And even Mitch is like, soccer fans are freaking crazy, yeah. man. They're, yeah. they're insane. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't they have lives? And I'm like, yes, yeah. and they make this a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I love it. I mean, obviously, I come from supporter culture, and so to me, I love it. When people spotted that uh, Cam's fiance had changed her yeah. location on oh my Instagram, God, it was all over the place. When people found a nameplate on a uh, on a locker in a yep. preseason stuff, that people are freeze framing stuff to find it. I think that blows some minds of new people oh, yeah. to this. And I'm like, I'm like a proud dad. I mean, I know that I'm not like trying to be the papa of the fan base. Right. I'm just saying that I take pride in knowing that our fan base is that way. Oh yeah. And so when I spot it, when I start seeing those posts, I always take them into people's offices. Like, do you see what our fans do? Do you see how much our guys care? 
Uh, and I love it. And yeah. so uh, I think that it's part of what makes Lou City in particular and soccer in general mm-hmm. so much fun. Oh, yeah. Because there's insanity attached there's to it. Because there's a craziness to it. Yeah. There, there is a level of unhingedness yeah. that I appreciate. Uh, and again, I think the only sport that has any real comparison to it is college football. The tribalism of it yeah. and the the pageantry of it and yeah. the you associate with that team for your entire life no matter what. The players change, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the only sport that I even give like a, it's got similarities. All other professional sports. Can you imagine just people showing up with drums, a drum line at a baseball game? I mean, I can't. So. <laughs> it would probably be used to cheat. So. Right. <laughs> oh. Curveball. So, you take the loss. Uh, big, big shout out to uh, Abdu Baki John who gets the goal for us. So, uh, way to go, uh, way to go, Abdu. Happy about that. Yeah. So, gets off the schneid. That's one of Andy's predictions for somebody who could have a big year. Yeah. Uh, that was your prediction before Cam came back. Now it's going to, man, getting minutes at striker is going to be brutal too between Cam and Luke and Abdu. Uh, but again, that's a good problem to have. Absolutely, it is. Hey, which Absolutely. of these terrifying strikers are we going to put out there? You right. Know. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a very good thing. And it's another one that sort of lends itself to being able to play the hot hand. Yeah. Somebody scoring a lot. I mean, and frankly, that was how Magnus kept that job all year last year at the 10. Mm-hmm. We went into last year thinking that it was going to be some combination of Speedy and Napo and Magnus and uh, even Niall playing there mm-hmm. occasionally. But Magnus just took that job and was like, I'll score. Okay, you'll keep playing then. And he mm-hmm. did, and had an amazing year. So, yeah, we could we can run out there a lineup that is just it's a horrifying mm-hmm. experience for our, opposing, or for yeah. our opponents. Um, so they came back, they're home, uh, heading back to Utah, three games there, Union Omaha, Colorado Switchbacks, and the big rematch from the USL Cup Final. Against Real. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, And then they come home, and then we've got uh, two more exhibition games on the slate Mm -hmm. before the season starts, currently. I don't even know if that means that there will be no more or that there could be. I think it will really depend on Hack, whether he wants to schedule anybody else. Um, But going to UK, again, like we did last year to go mm-hmm. play at UK. I went to that game last year. It was a draw. I think we tied 1-1 yeah. in that game. Uh, I went to that game, and it was the first chance I really had to had to watch the guys mm-hmm. last year. And So that was a nice feeling to get out there and be able to yeah. sort of start processing my thoughts about the team. And so I'll do that again this year, get out there to Lexington and uh, take in the game. And then uh, also the forward Madison game, which will be... Oh, yeah. Ford Madison, the darlings of USL League One. Uh, they are the social media geniuses. Yeah. Um, we sometimes get some, like, the, the club sometimes gets some, why aren't we more fun like that on some of our social media? Why isn't there more fun attached to it? Because that's I mean, a lot of what Ford Madison does is just sort of goofy, silly, fun stuff. And part of it is because up until this year, we didn't have the staffing. Uh, and uh, now we do, which is nice. So we expect our social media game to really pick up this year, uh, and also our video game to pick up dramatically this year. But also, I think that you got to sort of compare fan bases. It's like Ford Madison is just trying to eke out a fan base yeah. and find it where they can. Yeah. Whereas it's almost one of those deals where we want to be the Yankees. You know, we don't want to be the plucky underdogs. We want to be no, the. We're... We want to be the gold standard club. And uh, if you treat yourself like it's not serious, then that's not a good place to start. Now, that's not to say that you can't have fun, but uh, I think there's a happy medium to be found in there, and I expect us to do that this year. Before Madison's coming to town and uh, playing out at Thurman Hutchins, at Thurman Hutchins Park, which is our training ground. Okay. And uh, I have no details for you about whether that's open to the public, whether people will be allowed inside the gates, if people... I mean, it's a public park, so if people want to be outside the gates, I don't really see how we can stop that. But uh, if they want to be inside the gates, I have no idea. Um, we'll come out with more information as we actually get closer yeah. to that. But it's also on a weekday afternoon. Yeah. So 
you know, I, I can't imagine that there are like 4,000 people who are itching to stand around at the park. But if there are, well, we'll give you more details as we've got them. That would be amazing, though. It would be. It would be. That would be incredible. And that's the thing is, Ford Madison is so popular amongst other fan bases yeah. that I expect there to be more people than you would expect who want to come to this game. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know in what ways we will be able to uh, accommodate that because it doesn't have, there's no seats. There's no, it just, it, yeah. It's staying in there. It's a field with a fence. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So we'll see. Put some uh, little sweet bleachers in, bud. Yeah, I'm not going to be in charge of that. Go Brad. I'll, I'll consider it. Call him. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll see him at work. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Call him now as his home. Do it. Well, and one nice thing is that I feel like this year, Brad Estes, our, our noble president, mm-hmm. has finally been able to take a little bit more of a big picture view of things than having to deal with all the nitty gritty everyday yeah. stuff like bleachers in yeah. a game. Yeah, because uh, because of the increase in staffing and some of it, like Mitch being at the senior level, being able to take some of that the knucklehead stuff off right. his desk. Right. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know what the plan is for Madison, but I do know that uh, we will expect to play well in those games. Uh, but I don't know, you know, what kind of lineups he'll run out because that becomes a coach's choice kind of a deal when you get close to the season actually starting. Do you want your guys? rounding straight into form, playing 90 and getting ready for real action? Or do you say, it's a long grind ahead of us, let's not you know, blow out the tires in a preseason yeah. game? So it's a tough, it's a juggling act, and uh, I'm glad it's his, his decisions, not mine. Yeah. Okay, that covers preseason games. Preseason stuff, man. Yeah, preseason games. Union Omaha. Uh-huh. Am I an idiot? And for some reason I feel like they're... Their logo was designed by old boy, right? Uh, the logo was, in fact, designed by Matthew Wolf. Okay. It was the same person who designed LAFC's logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. did the Charleston rebrand. He did the Oakland Roots. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you've seen a good soccer logo in he the did, United yeah. States recently, it was him. Plus, he did a lot of the concept kits and uh, logos for... Uh, he did one for the Icelandic national team yeah, yeah, yeah. and for uh, Paris Saint-Germain. He does good work. Yeah. and uh, he, So, I bring that up because a lot of people, even after talking to Mitch, wouldn't know who, like, who? Yeah. Look at Union Omaha's crest. Yeah. Look at their crest. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. With the owl on it, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, just to, you know, put your mind at ease. If you're still... Yeah, Tulsa... There's yeah, very good. he does good work. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm completely amped about yeah. what we're gonna get. That's it. Oops. I'm completely amped. Uh, I don't have any updates about timelines or anything like that, but I'll tell you, I am completely amped about what we're gonna get, both for the women's team and for the men's oh, team. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I I hope he's out there right now. Like, do you think he listens? No, I really don't. Send it to him. I'll send it to him. Like, you have his email address. We're, we're rooting for you. I, I might. We're rooting for you right now. Just, uh, so, Matthew, if you are listening right now. We should see if he wants to come on the podcast. something good. When the time, come, when the time comes we, that we are actually announcing some of this stuff, I'll invite him. But I also, when the time comes, I doubt you and I are the hosts. So it would be weird if we invited him. And we'll then, take it. We'll take it back for that week. <laughs> just we got I'm, it. We got I'm it. I'm not sure we have that kind of authority at that point. Yeah, we do. Okay, it'd be like Obama coming in and being like, "Listen, listen." Yeah, but who would be mad about that? I'm just you gonna know? sign this one treaty and then I'll get out of your way. But nobody would be pissed about. I it. have a hunch that the person who wasn't getting to sign the treaty would be pissed. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that took a turn. Anyway. Um, all right, I want to talk a little bit supporter stuff. Uh, yeah. A, let's uh, let, let's let's just call this purple stuff, which is going to okay. be some uh, some supporter stuff. Do you have a uh, do you have any purple stuff on you? Yeah. We need to recharge. We need to re need to re re-up. up. I wouldn't mind a little uh, yeah, extra splash. Reload. Also. Yeah, it's we'll been keep a long going. Week. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna leave this in. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. All right. It's Wednesday. You say it's been a long week, but it's Wednesday. I know, and that's why I know it's been a long week. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit of supporter stuff. I've been given all these tours, right? Right. So one of my roles with the club has been, uh, that I am the season ticket holder tour guide. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we ha- we left it open for about th- three weeks for people to be able to register for a season ticket member yeah. tour. We shut that down recently, so if you didn't register, I'm sorry, uh, but we are out of availability. Yeah. Um, I've got probably 120 more people who are going to get scheduled mm-hmm. uh, that haven't heard from me. So if you're out there listening and you're like, man, I registered and I haven't heard anything, we're getting to you. There's a lot of people. I have done over 900 tours. Jesus. Over 900. Now, not individuals. I don't do them one at a time. No, I know, but still, but yeah, 900 at about group thir- tours? At about 30 a pop. Yeah, I've done about 30 tours. So. How, what? Yeah. How many, how many do you do in a day? Because you on only Sundays, do them on Sundays, on right? On Sundays, I do seven. Uh, on Wednesdays, I do one or two. And now, starting this week, I do Saturdays and Sundays. And I'll be upping it to nine to get through everybody. Yeah, it's a lot of tours, man. Uh, But so it's been part of my role is that I've been giving tours, and I really enjoy it. I love it. The reason I, uh, because even right now, every time I take a tour, even from hour to hour, there will be something new that wasn't there earlier. Because they're finishing stuff up, like, rapidly. Like, oh, wow, that's up now. That wasn't up before. And I love that. From tour to tour, I get to see something new. It still gives me goosebumps walking around that place. So, no no issues. But, uh, one of the things that I always do is I take people up into the Cooper's section. Uh, and I let everybody stomp on the, uh, on the aluminum yeah. uh, flooring and hear what that noise sounds like. And then I go into a little soliloquy. I even tell them, this is the non-solicited solicitation part of your tour. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, this is the waterfront supporter, or this is the Butchertown supporter zone. The tour starts in the waterfront supporter zone, where the Cooper, where the Scouse's house is. Woo! Be. And so, and uh, and it finishes in the corner where Sheep's Pen will be. Okay. And so I hit all of the spots that uh, are supporter group adjacent during these tours. But while I'm in the Cooper's section and everybody's marveling over the awesome view and the noise and the whole thing, I tell them. I came from a supporters group before I came to work for the front office. When the front office eventually fires me, I'll be back into a supporters group. And I look forward to that day, too. Uh, But, and then I recommend, if you haven't joined a supporters group, you should join one. Even if you don't sit with them. Because they provide so much of the atmosphere that we take for granted at these games. When people come to a game, a single game, they always talk about the flags and the smoke and the drums yeah. and the they, they want to talk about the stuff that's provided to them, the singing and the chants. That stuff is all supporter led. Yep. And it's all supporter group led. Yep. Not necessarily all of the official supporters groups. There are other pocket groups that do some of this. Absolutely. But I tell them the smoke that you see isn't free, the drums those guys bang no. on isn't free. The practice they put in before they actually have are able to do that is their time and their effort. The TIFOs that get unveiled before games are not free. And so even if you think, well, I don't sit with them or I don't, I would never go to an event. Almost all of the supporters groups charge between 20 and $30 for their, uh, for their membership. For the season. Yeah. For a full year. And just increasing their memberships by five or 10 people makes a huge difference to what they can do for the tailgates that they provide for you. For the uh, for the work they do in the communities, because all of them do great work in the community. Yep. All of it is done by people who care about the team and love the team, but get nothing back but love. Right. And uh, so, if you've got twenty five bucks to spare, join a group. Andy, how much does Scouse's house cost? Right now, yep. twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. There you go. Twenty bucks gets you uh, Scouse's house membership. Mm-hmm. Gets you your choice of a beanie. Mm. I like the beanie. Or cap. I love the beanie. Yeah. The beanie is choice, especially in this weather. Yeah. And then in playoff weather, beanie's choice. Yeah. Right? But if you don't like it, get a baseball cap. Sure. First game. How much How much would it be if I wanted to buy a baseball cap after I got my beanie as part of my membership? How much does it cost to just buy your merch? I don't know. Okay. You should find that out. Probably. Okay. Let's assume that it's not more than the membership. No, it's not. So that means for under forty for under forty bucks, you can get a hat, a beanie, a membership. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Here's, and here's the thing: when you, it's one thing in my daily life. Mm-hmm. People who know me 
and really what I'm talking about is in my work life. Right? Sure. People who know me know my involvement with the club. Sure. They know. Um, they know I do the podcast. They know I'm in the supporters group. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I'm a fan too. But you get a different reaction when you say, well, I'm in one of the supporters group. Right. There's something official yeah. about it. Like, not to downplay how much it means to be a fan of the club. Can't but there's it. something, it's that little extra something to say, well, not only am I a fan, but essentially I'm an official fan. Like, I'm right. a recognized fan. Right. I get that. And I always say, besides just that, about sort of the standing of yeah. that, which is cool, it also changes how you feel about being a fan. Like, internally, it makes you feel like, I'm not just saying I'm a fan, and I'm not just going to the games. I'm a member of this community, and that's what I really love about yeah. it. Uh, I mean, you can be a member of the community without joining one of the groups, but I recommend it. Uh, it really changes the way you view your fandom. Absolutely. And also, it just gives so much to what you're getting. Because if you're sitting in Section 208 this year, uh, you're going to love the game, and you're going to hear the drums, and you're going to see the smoke, and you're going to hear the chants, and you mm-hmm. might participate in some of them, and some of them you might skip. But all of that ambiance that is provided at these games... Mm-hmm. All of the flags waving, all of the Scouse's House flags over the outside walls, all of that stuff, it wasn't free. And if you know in your heart that you helped to provide some of it, it's a nice feeling. It makes you feel good. There's, some, there's a sense of ownership. Plus, it's easier to have contact with the club. Absolutely. We offer stuff like meetings with the supporter group mm-hmm. leadership that you don't get if you're not a member of one of the supporters groups. And that's because we value that, what is provided by fans who show their loyalty in that way. Uh, That's not to say if you email me, I'm going to be like, well, you're not a member of a supporters group. But I'm saying that we do, I have a monthly meeting with the the leaders of the supporters groups. And what we tell them is go back, ask your constituents, what do they want? What do they care about? And that's one of the ways to communicate with the club is by being able to participate in that. So, it's all, all something. Just join. Something. I mean, join Scouse's house, but sure. join something. Uh, interestingly, well, and that's the other part of this, by the way, is the number of people who happen to be in a section mm-hmm. and say, I'm a member of, like, I know there are people who say, I'm Scouse's house, mm-hmm. because they sit in Scouse's house and they love Scouse's house, that never actually join. Right. Right. And that's fine, like, Scouse House loves to have members like that. And I know the Coopers go through the same thing, and I'm sure Sheepspin will also. Whereas people who happen to be, who love what is provided by the group, but don't necessarily contribute financially to that group. Right. And that's that's a rough that's a rough go. It's not stealing, yeah. but it's not far off. Uh, so if you're not a member of one of the groups, consider there's truly a, joining. There's, a, there's a, a, a taste of appropriation to it. There is. There is. And uh, so for the first time uh, this past, oh, I guess a week ago, I'm an official Cooper this year for huh. the first time. And so I'll be buying my Scouse's House membership next week. Okay. And uh, I'll be joining the Sheep's Pin as well. I'm going to be a member of all yeah, you three. Yeah, you have to do all of them. And you can be a member of multiple groups even if you're not me. So uh, consider joining, uh, even if you are like, oh, I, I sit with the Coopers, I don't really give a shit about Scouse's house. That doesn't yeah. mean that you can't. It should also be noted. If you join one supporters group, mm-hmm. so if you join Scouse's house, not the Coopers. If you join the Coopers, not Scouse's house. If you join Sheep's Pen, and not, not the others. other ones. Yeah. In no way does that preclude you. One of the big things that we're doing this, that we're focusing on this season, is a lot of cooperation. Yeah. Between and among the supporters groups. Right. Um, where everybody gets to have their own separate identity, but it all falls under the umbrella exactly. of purple family. Yeah. I love that. Don't think of it as picking a team. Think of it as picking a section of the same team. Sure. Is the way that I think of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, God, join a supporters group, man. Do it's, it. It's a good feeling. Do it. Man, it's good. You've got 20, you got 20 bucks. Shut up. you got 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You got 20 bucks. Don't lie to me. All right. Uh, one fun thing I was told by Vice President of Scouse's House, David O'Connell, mm-hmm. is that this year, for the first time ever, Scouse's House 
Smoke. Yep. Gonna do the smoke thing this year. Yep. I actually got today my permission slips from the league. We have to have stuff filled yeah. out about all of the smoke uh, smoke stuff people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start distributing that to the supporters groups. And for the first time ever, I'll be distributing it also to Scouts' house. It's very exciting. It is actually very exciting. I if, hope like if. To say, like, oh, it's just a smoke. No, it, it's actually really exciting. <laughs> it is. It is. And you guys' smoke will be particularly interesting because it'll have the field. Well, and it'll have the scoreboard in the background. Yeah. So a lot of pictures of, like... Oh, yeah, it's going to be... I can't wait to see some of the photography that's going to come out of this stadium, It's going to be man. straight it's up artistic, awesome. bro. Yeah. I, there is a specific section of the stadium where if we score a goal, particularly... In the Scouse's house end, mm-hmm. and the smoke goes off, and the guys mm-hmm. are down there celebrating in that end with the billboard in the back. I mean, the jumbotron in the background that'll be showing the highlight of the goal that was just scored that's being celebrated, and the city in the background yeah. behind it. There are some freaking super cool photos that I know. And are right in the middle, Michael Scouse Bromel, <laughs> Scouse Bromel, <laughs> our boy Scouse. Oh my god. Uh, other little bit of, uh, of uh, news coming from the world of supporters groups. Yep. Just got word that the uh, fifth annual Wool Cup yep. has been scheduled by the Sheep's Pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 5th at King Louis Sports Complex. I know that uh, the front office intends to defend our championship. I know that Scouse's house, uh, David tells me that they hope... To get their first ever win in the tournament, yeah. In four years of participating, they are zero and eight. So uh, that's okay. Big moment for Scouse's house. I'm sure he's going to try to bring in some ringers. See if Andy will play this year. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants that. There is literally no one who doesn't <laughs> want that. Uh, Got to be awful. And then uh, it's indoor, right? It is. It's so like wearing my sambas. You would be encouraged to wear your sambas. They are the appropriate footwear. What about dress shoes? Dress shoes would be a strange choice. But not, but allowed. I don't know King Louis' bylaws, but, uh, I mean, it would be a strange choice. I'd go with your Sambas if I were you. They're actually one of my accounts. King Louis? Well, yeah. You could call over there and ask him. Uh, it's a great time every year. It's April 5th. It'll be taking place basically all day. I think it starts at 11 and ends at 7. And so I want to encourage people. It'll be the day after Indy. So okay. Indy is April 4th in Indy. Mm-hmm. And then we come home April 5th, have the World Cup tournament, April 7th, home opener. Yeah. That's going to be a a fun week of soccer stuff and Purple Family Time. And let me just encourage our fan base, even if you aren't playing in the World Cup, come watch. We have a blast. There are a number of front office employees hanging around, and you also get to meet the leadership of a lot of the supporters groups and get to know what they're about. There's some really good soccer that gets played and some really bad soccer that gets played. And it's fun to sort of see that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on both sides of that now. And uh, so I'll tell you, it's entertaining. Uh, I lost with Scouse's House for two years okay. or for three years and then uh, and then got a taste of victory last year with the front office team. I sent out the email to the front office seeing who all wanted to participate again this year. Quiet build. I'm getting a quiet okay. build. It wasn't like I got a flood of emails right away. Who's your old ringer? Oh, well, that's the thing. Last year, we had a team that for several of the games, not all of the games, but for several of the games, was comprised of uh, my old intern, TC, who was a Division One college player. Okay. Andrew DeLalo, our director of operations, who is a Division One soccer player yeah. and in immaculate shape. And Danny Cruz, who at the time was 18 months out from having been playing in the MLS. That was not particularly fair. Um, that shouldn't be allowed. There's no shouldn't. way. <laughs> I specifically asked Eric Belmonte ahead of time, do you have any problem with me bringing in some of our ringers? Because they are front office yeah. employees. Yeah, no, we know. And so, uh, and he said no, so we brought him. And Danny, only to, in, to his credit, only played in uh, two of our preliminary games, didn't play in the out rounds. So, mostly because he had to leave because he's busy, you know, scouting for a game. Yeah. But he only played in two games. But in two games, I believe the tally was he played like 17 minutes and scored like 11 goals. 
he was uh, he was a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but when I sent out the email, I was chatting with uh, one of our sales guys, Jared. Guys, call Jared and Gabe and Justin and our newest sales associate, Brenda, oh. who is bilingual. So if you need to speak Spanish, Brenda Brenda is happy to take care of you in Spanish. Now we're talking. So uh, if you're looking to get some tickets specifically to the Open Cup game on April 7th, which I imagine tickets for that will go on sale here soon-ish. Oh, thank you. And so uh, if you need to buy some tickets, call in, talk to them. But uh, I was talking to Jared about it. About the World Cup, because he played last year and intends to play again this year. I said, if all of the people I actually invited from our front office to participate did participate, we could run out a lineup of Scott Budnick, our goalkeeper's coach, who played in the MLS. We could run out in the backfield. It would be a really embarrassingly weak Dylan Terry, who played Division One soccer, and Andrew Delalo, who played Division One soccer. In the midfield, Mario Sanchez, who played professionally. And then up front, Danny Cruz, who played professionally. And James O'Connor, who played professionally. Oh, my God. And that would leave, shockingly, it would leave another professional soccer player, John Hackworth, on the bench. So while I don't have any anticipation that even half of those people will agree to play. God, that would be the question, wouldn't it? Who do you bench, Hack? <laughs> or O'Connor? <laughs> I don't really know where all their Who positions are. So, yeah. I don't really know where You guys are going to have to play this one. To be fair, like six years ago, James O'Connor was still playing professional soccer. I think it's been more like 15 for Hack. So, Hell. I mean, I'm, I, I hear you. Uh, but... It's entertaining to think of that notion. You could you could just stop the the entire like tournament, stop the World Cup, and like YouTube go. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna watch a one on one YouTube play. Uh, <laughs> but I I I expect one or two of those guys will agree to come play with us. So not not all of them, but it's entertaining that if we happened to get that, and uh, the guys who played in the World Cup for us last year, besides Andrew and uh, uh, Danny. We're all sort of like, I wonder if I will get to play this year. That would be amazing <laughs> to see. If I'm just on the bench. That would be amazing to see. The thing that I would enjoy the most about this is I'm the de facto captain of our team. Oh, And that's so dumb. the thing that I would enjoy the most would be being on the bench and trying to direct them. <laughs> like, I need you to get forward. James, what are you doing? <laughs> Danny Cruz, have you never cut in on that in your life? Come on. Be a, that'd be a lot of fun. Whose game are you playing? <laughs> you guys have no positional awareness. How did you let him behind you? That would be maybe the highlight of my life fired. if I got to do that. Oh, I'd be fired, fired. immediately, but uh, it'd be worth it. Uh, so the World Cup is always a blast. Come on out and watch April 5th and make it a hell of a week of soccer. Get up yep. to Indy on the 4th. Come home. Uh, drink some beers and watch some soccer yeah, and man. hang out with us uh, on the 5th at King Louie. And then on the 7th, open up the brand new stadium for the Open Cup game. And then on the 11th, just a few days after that, then uh, we have the real home opener with all of the, the oh, bells and whistles, and whistles and pageantry and shenanigans. Stuff, yeah. So you can have, from the 4th to the 11th, really have yourself a loose City Week. Here's a question for you. What time... Is the not the open cup, mm-hmm. but the official seven, seven o'clock? Yes, it's kickoff. Yes, what well, time? Well, seven o'clock. So, this is where I'm going with it. When should people, because of all the bells and whistles and hoopla, mm-hmm. when should people be there? Sure, get there at four. What <laughs> get there at four? Okay. There'll be a lot of fun stuff going There'll on, be stuff. like legit. Get day. there at four o'clock. No, I mean. We're actually meeting with uh, Doug from Loose City Tailgaters okay. and uh, the presidents of the supporters groups uh, next week okay. to talk March and tailgate and stuff like that. But it's more about the theory for the year, and I have a hunch that the home opener will be a different animal okay. because people will want to get in early. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have some pageantry. And so, right, right, right. so if normally the marchers would come in for a 7.30 game, the vast majority of our home games are 7.30. This one's at 7. So is the Pittsburgh game later in the year because they're both ESPN games. Uh, okay. So ESPN games, they want them to start at 7. And so 
if for a seven o'clock game, they would normally march into the stadium at six thirty. Yeah. To get into their spots by six fifty. Uh, this game, I have a hunch it'll be more like we'll do the march at like five forty-five, and you're in your seats by six o five, like that kind of deal. Okay. Uh, I bet that for the hour leading up to the game, there's going to be something to keep people interested. Plus, for so many people, it's going to be their first time in there. Yeah. And so everybody's going to be wanting to be walking around and checking stuff out. And where's my favorite beer concession stand? And where's what's where's my favorite food? And how do I get from here to the bathroom? And you're going to want to figure stuff out. So that first game, to me, in terms of logistics, is a wash. Because it's not how it's going to be any other game. No, no. I was just trying to get a, a, give people a general idea. We'll give you more of an idea we as we get closer. Right. Um, I expect that I'll probably get there at like 9 in the morning. Which, which feels early for you guys. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's not that early for the tailgaters back in their... Uh, I, I understand they're actually changing some of their protocols in terms of the food and the beverage being offered this year. Mm. I'll give you more details on that when I have it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they would get there at, I mean, when I was out setting up signs at the stadium at 9 and 10 in the morning, they'd be out there cooking. So, yeah. I, and I would yell from up on the concourse at Slugger and be able to yell at Doug and be like, hey, what are you cooking? At 9 in the morning. So, maybe not that crazy. Uh, I bet that the real tailgating and celebrating probably gets really rolling. The parking lot will probably be open to the public like three hours before game time. Mm. Like that's not, that's okay. a kind of a common stadium thing. They might bump it forward to four hours just for the opener. I really don't know. Uh, but I imagine that the stuff around town uh, will probably get rolling three-ish okay. for right. that for the opener. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, there, it's going to be an interesting night because, uh, it's also the Bats opening night. Yeah. Which is interesting. And there's a kind of a big concert, I feel like, at Yum Center. I think. Not like a huge, huge concert, but I think it's like, I I feel like there's a concert. Who's that? So, it's going to be a, it's going to be a night downtown. And so I also... No, that's at Cardinal Stadium, and that's like June 14th or something like that. Rolling Stones is not at Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, it is. You sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Better check it again, bro. Pretty sure. No. You know, hey, listen, I'll put my reputation on the line. Go ahead and look it up. (laughs) Go ahead and look it up, boss. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Cardinal Stadium. I'll do it after so nobody thinks I'm wrong. Uh Uh-huh. The, uh, I mean, it's just going to be different for opening night than it's going to be for any other night. And so I also ask that people sort of give a mulligan to the club. It'll be unusually busy downtown that night. Yeah. It'll be our first game, so we won't have all the logistics hammered out. A little bit of a, give us some, yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm excited about having the Open Cup game, be able to get some of the hiccups worked out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it won't. it's not going to be the same enchilada. So that first game there'll be hiccups and uh, we don't know what they'll be yet or if we did we'd fix them but i mean in terms of parking in terms of uh partying in terms of yeah. what's allowed on the lots and what's not and what's yeah there's just gonna be stuff there just will be yeah. this is our first time opening a stadium and your first time coming into our new stadium so it's yeah. a thing uh but we're gonna do our best i have nothing but the utmost confidence I have zero, no, I'm kidding. I have, some really smart professional people are telling me what to do, which feels good. Feels good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's the majority of my stadium stuff. It's coming along nicely. <sighs> coming along nicely. God. I still go out of my way during my work day to drive. I find some way to drive past it. Sure. I don't blame you. I'm over there pretty regularly, so mm-hmm. I don't go out of my way anymore. Like, for a while, when I wasn't doing tours before the tours started, yeah. I only really got over there once every, like, month or so. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I would intentionally drive by it just to sort of, oh, we doing? cool. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. Working on the club today. They're putting up some signage. I was like, it's nice. It's nice. So if you've got club seats, they're smart people. Sold out. Yeah. Well. 
lot of seats sold out. That would be my final push also. If you're listening to this podcast and you live in the greater Louisville area and you don't have season tickets, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what are you, why are you listening to this podcast? What's happened? You have to be a certain level of fan to listen to us ramble about Lou City. And if you are that <laughs> level of fan and you live in town, now I'll grant you, we have some regular listeners who live out of town and I get that. But for those in town guests, it's like, come on. If you don't, I don't even want to try to sell you. But sell your friends right now, because if they want seats in particular. Yeah. So the supporter zones, we're going to have some tickets available in those. But the seats, it's not not, not mm-hmm. long for this world. Not long at all. No. So uh, go out and get your, get your seat, because it's going to be a blast. I hope to be finding out in the next week or so what I'll be doing on game day. Because I don't know. I don't know. What if they're just like, no, just enjoy the game? That would be amazing. They're not going to do that, but... No, they are not. But if they did, that'd be amazing. And honestly, if they ask, like, what do you want to do during the game? In my role as the director of community engagement, I feel like I there's a selling point I could make that I want to be out in the community. Yeah, engaging. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if I could spend the first... If I could spend 30 minutes of game time in each of the supporters group sections... Yeah. And, uh... And then spend half time roaming the concourse, Absolutely. greeting our fan base, and uh, spend three or four hours at a tailgate. Yeah, I mean that sounds like sounds like maybe it's the best part of your thing. job. It sounds I mean, like the best job, thing right? anybody's ever been paid for is what it sounds like to me. But uh, no, if they ask, uh, that's what I'll pitch. But I have a hunch that there's actual work there's to be done. To... I have a hunch, but it won't be dragging out signs anymore. It shouldn't be. If it is, then something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, but it also likely will not be managing the ball kids this year. I don't what? think I don't think that'll be a part of my role. Oh, and that's because that's the other last thing we need to talk about is uh, the academy is more and more a reality right now. Yeah, as we have a uh, our U seventeen team yeah. is down in Florida. They leave tomorrow, I believe, to go down to Florida for the uh, the USL Academy Cup. Whew. And uh, that's our U-17s. Yep. And uh, my understanding is that we expect to use academy kids for the ball kids, mostly. Oh, okay. Now, maybe that will not always be the case, but that's my understanding. And if we do that, that is 15- and 16-year-old star soccer players who aren't going to yeah. need me to tell them how to do what they do. Like, they know the role of a ball kid. Uh, and so that I would no longer be required. That's disappointing to me because you were like the Michael Scott... I was. Of, That's a perfect way of describing it. Of telling people. Bizarrely the, competent. <laughs> like, how is he, the branch is, why is their branch doing well? Yeah. Like yeah. that one. You're yeah. like the Michael Scott to those ball kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to think that the You Pam mean number one boss? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I feel like Pam and Jim would have been on the Cooper's end. Okay. And we would have gotten Dwight. You guys would have been Dwight and Angela for sure. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I prefer it. And then somehow uh, the Sheep's Pen this year would end up with... Uh, Sheep's Pen is accounting. Uh, would be Ryan and uh, Mindy Kaling's character, whose name I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Um, God. I've watched The Office basically every day, and I can't... Yeah. Mindy Kaling. Well, part of it is because she's a lot more accomplished now than she was. And oh, so yeah. you're watching Mindy Kaling. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I got nothing right now. I am nowhere. Uh, Kapoor. I know her last Kelly. name Kapoor. Kelly Kapoor. There it is. We got there in the end. Teamwork. I'm on the, I'm on, I'm at uh, the apex of the Robert California <laughs> era in the office. There you go. There you go. He's the Lizard King, man. He was the Lizard King. Would you King. say Brad is the Robert California? I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> one day, one day after I've been canned. I will write an expose about, and it will just be titled "Our Office as the Office," yeah. and I'll assign everybody characters. Yeah. But, uh, um, no, it's it's exciting the Academy Cup in general uh, because it's a good signal of uh, the direction that the the youth program is going. We always knew Mario was going to be incredible at this. Yeah, Mario's head coach of the team. Uh, we've got. A couple of coaches going down there with him, and then uh, a couple of uh, staff members who won't be traveling because uh, some of the guys who uh, help with that are players on the team. 
Oh. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. And then, uh, but a lot of those guys are names that you, a couple of those guys are names we recognize, like uh, specifically Elijah Winder. Okay. Uh, playing on that U17 team. His brother's on there too. And his brother is yeah. on there also, who is uh, younger and yeah. uh, also prodigious. Uh, some really good players. Uh, we hope that there are going to be some chances to be able to watch the academy team play this That'd year. That would be awesome. Uh, I expect that there will be chances to watch the U23s play this year. Oh, yeah. And some of the academy kids, if they're talented enough at that age to play, will also play on the U23s. We expect probably that for Elijah. So, uh, you know, the rules on all that are complex in mm-hmm. terms of who can play on what teams uh, without losing college eligibility if they want to go that route. Uh, and also without, like, uh, losing their amateur status in general. Yeah. Who has to be paid to be able to play the there's complex stuff, and I'm glad that James O'Connor and Mario understand it because I sure don't. Uh, but it's awesome that there's going to be additional soccer. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things is that for my entire adult life, until the last five years, mm-hmm. I couldn't find real soccer to get passionate about and to care about in my communities. I never have been able to. And then come here and now we've got Lou City and obviously I went absolutely bonkers insane crazy for this team and changed my whole life around to come work for them and I'm thrilled about it but that's still like 17 home games a year which is and you call it 20 with the open Open cup cup and uh, and a preseason game and maybe a playoff game and stuff like that like 20 games a year yeah next year it will finally get to the point where there's probably too much soccer to go to everything. God, I love it. Which is so awesome. I oh, mean, there will be it. people who go to everything. But for the average consumer of soccer, it will now no longer be a, I can't find soccer. It will be, there is more than I can safely consume. Because we will have the USL, Lou City men doing their thing. We will have the NWSL team doing their thing. For an additional 15 to 20 games a season. Yeah. And then on top of that, we're going to play a couple of U23 games that we'll have hosted at the stadium. Yeah. And on top of that, we'll probably be having a scheduled friendlies and exhibition games on site. So you're talking about more at that point between the months of February and November essentially like three games a month every month, and then some months where it's seven games. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of soccer. It's a lot of soccer. I look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. As a fan of the game and as a fan of this community, it actively excites me. Again, it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Which games should we go to this week, honey? How many are there? Three? It's exciting for me because when I think... Well, so obviously, like going now, everything in my life I think about, I think about in terms of Leo, right? Who? <laughs> Sorry, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Lowenstein. Yeah. Esquire. Esquire. Um, what's exciting for me is that in the next two, three years, as he starts becoming a like a person, yeah, he's going to be growing up in a town that has. All of this soccer. Yeah. Which game do you want to go to, buddy? Right. Which one do you want to go to? Watch women? Watch men? Watch you? It's awesome. Man. U23s? Would you rather wait and go to the, you know, L versus Bellarmine exhibition yeah. game? Which, uh, what position do you want to play? Yeah. Who do you like? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I start, I get the NWSL having... team has the best right back, but the uh, U23 teams, we love watching yeah. that midfielder. I get yeah. to start having, I'll, I'll be able to have those conversations with them. And that's exciting to me. It is. And I look forward to absolutely spoiling him with soccer. Good. Absolutely. Do it. Okay. I think that covers everything I wanted to cover. You got anything else? No, man. All right. I feel like we really fell into a good rhythm here tonight. This was a good one. Sometimes our just you and me ones are a little. It's yeah, it's a little forced sometimes. <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes it's a little forced, yeah, you know. Uh, so we'll take next week off, and yep. then uh, the following week, uh, we will. I'm promising you a guest right now. Okay. I'm promising you a guest, and in fact, I'm promising you a player. Really? I'm promising you a player. 
I'm going to put in my submission tomorrow to uh, the team, and uh, I'll request a specific player, okay. and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. I think I saw Corbin Bone. Really? Today. Yeah? Out in the world. Yeah? I think. I could be wrong, though. Sure. I'm probably wrong, but it looked a lot like him. I was sure. like, is that... I didn't say anything, but I was like, is that... Is that Corbin Bone? <laughs> Well, good to know. We'll uh, we'll well, we'll throw him into the hopper as one okay. of the people we might uh, theoretically want to interview. But I'm I'm telling you right now, we'll do a player. Cool, I love it. So because we deserve one, we really I think do. The, I think the last uh, player that we had on the show was uh, was Sean towards the end of the season, wasn't it? Wasn't it Tosh towards the end of the year? It sure was. All right, and we love Sean Tosh, and he's made it clear he'll come on almost any time we want him <laughs> he's to. So funny because he's a delight, <laughs> and he enjoys doing it, and we like having him. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's time to hear from somebody uh, that we've never heard from. Yeah. We've got so many favorites. I think it's time to bring in a new. I think it's time to bring in a new blood. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, with all that being said, now I've put pressure on myself to actually get who I want, and so uh, with all that. We can only ever think of one way to end our podcast, and that's by saying a very clear, Go Go City. City!